What follows is the original pilot episode of Comic Book Classroom. This episode was recorded in June 2017 to celebrate the release of the Wonder Woman movie. We are happy to represent this episode with a few minor music changes so that we aren't sued by a few lads from Manchester and a couple of bros who have a sister called Dot. So without further ado, there's something you should know about comics. Comics are old. Really old. Comics are so old, they start every sentence with, Kids these days! The first comics were written on dinosaur skin using dodo feather quills. They're so old that Robin was only 14 when the Golden Age started. How is that even possible? How have they not crumbled into dust? Most of them have, but the knowledge of them exists with a fair few people. Like us. Another issue is the sheer volume of comics that have been made. So many have been printed that I could use them to defeat an entire army with paper cuts. If single issues were grains of sand, my flat would be a nudist beach. Why specifically a nudist beach? Because it's my home and I'm going to be comfortable there. But this means that they can be complicated. An impenetrable system isolating anyone trying to get in. But using our hyper super powers of research, editing and making stuff up, we're here to rescue you from your ignorance. Soon you can be as smart as us. Which is why it won't take very long. That's right. A brief history of a segment of comics. With the release of the first live-action Wonder Woman film on June 2nd, we wanted to provide anyone unfamiliar with Diana, Warrior Princess, everything they'd need to understand the film. And because Wonder Woman keeps W's close to her heart... Literally. She has WW on her chest. We will be breaking down the W's of Wonder Woman. Starting with... When! When Wonder Woman! Okay, so... Wonder Woman is created in October 1941. It's at the beginning of the golden age of comics. When American comic books are becoming the things we know them to be today. And the superhero genre is starting to blossom. It's also a couple of months before Pep is published, starring Archie Andrews and the long road to Riverdale begins. A long, sticky, maple-filled road leading to spur-of-the-moment dance-offs. 1941 is an odd time for the US. Culturally, comics are finding their feet and deflecting some light criticism. But also, NBC and CBS television begin commercial operation. Citizen Kane is released, and Disney make Dumbo. World War II is in full swing, but America doesn't join the war until December 1941. Captain America may have punched Hitler at the start of the year, but the country and its media weren't there yet. So whilst at a glance, Wonder Woman is dressed as a patriotic American hero, here to rescue us through escapism, the dominance of superheroes involving themselves in the war hadn't happened yet. Wonder Woman's ideals are rooted somewhere else, but she's crafted to bring them to America and educate. A number of female costumed crime fighters predate Wonder Woman. Including Invisible Scarlet O'Neill, Miss Fury, and Phantoma. But for the most part, women in comics are still secondary characters. But Wonder Woman is created with the aim of becoming an icon. But just what were those aims? What Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman was created by psychologist William Moulton Marston and Harry G. Peter. She debuted in issue 8 of All-Star Comics. Marston was notable for creating a systolic blood pressure measuring apparatus, which was crucial to the development of the polygraph. If you don't know, the polygraph is designed to function as a lie detector which measures arousal. And, with Wonder Woman's early penchant for getting into bondage stories, she was another one of Marston's creations for measuring arousal. With a quick flick through those early issues of Wonder Woman, it's plain to see an intentional repetition of bondage scenarios. And as such, bondage and Wonder Woman are tightly tied together. Nice. Marston imbued the books with this and his other, then radical, beliefs such as feminism. She's powerful, forceful and strong, but also tender and peace-loving. She is his utopian ideal of a perfect woman, one women should be and that men should be attracted to. She's an intentionally sexy character. 
Marston believed that young people should express their sexuality and not be guarded from it. Wonder Woman is heavily influenced by strong women whom Marston knew, in particular, the two he lived with. William Moulton Marston was in a polyamorous relationship. Which is a consensual, intimate relationship between multiple parties called Polly, Amy and Ross. Except these women were called Elizabeth Marston and Olive Byrne. That's just old Marston being radical again. And Wonder Woman has been a dominant character in comics ever since. Well, supplicant in the stories. With a title being continuously published from then until now, with only a brief hiatus in 1986. And she's also a cornerstone of the Justice League. But joining wasn't exactly the easiest thing in the world. Oh dear, welcome to Justice League Headquarters. How may- I am Diana, Princess of Themyscira, Champion of the Amazons and Defender of Peace. We have creatures like you where I'm from, only our centaurs are half horse rather than half... table? It's a desk. I'm sitting behind it. Remarkable. And how may I help you? I'm looking to join. Join the fan club. Excellent news. This month's joining gift is a Batman button set and a Martian Manhunter Oreo cheesecake recipe. Though, you may have to be careful of your figure, dear, as the recipe calls for an additional sleeve of cookies as you make the cake. No, I'm looking to join the League. Oh, my. Well, this is certainly unprecedented. Are candidates normally approached rather than self-submitted? Oh, no. Hawkman just flew in through the window one time and never left. Then do you doubt my competency? Shall I prove my worth to you by presenting to you the pelt of any beast of your choosing? I can bring you lion, tiger, but not cheetah. It is complicated. No, you're clearly skilled enough to join. My crush stapler can attest for that. It's just that you're so unlike many of our other members. Because I grew up secluded on an island of Amazonian warriors and do not understand what a Snapchat is. Because you're a woman. You have no other female members? Well, no. This cannot be correct. I have been informed that outside of Themyscira, the ratio of men and women is equal. It is. They're just not here. They are enjoying female activities and leaving these Justice League members to their gentlemanly pursuits. Such as? Well, I couldn't know. Ah, because you lack the security clearances. Because it is not for a woman to know. Are women unable to join this league of heroes founded on the ideal of protecting the freedoms of all people? Well, there's, there's not a ban, but it might disrupt the atmosphere. We couldn't have you distracting the men. I'm sure they're only diverted by injustices. But what would their wives think? Their husbands alone with a young woman? They should think that they have self-control. But what would your husband say? I do not have one. Oh, poor dear. I do not need a husband to join a society. Quite. Well, I suppose we should just fill out this registration form then. Name? Diana, Princess of Themyscira, Champion of the... I'll put Diana. Title. Are you a captain, a doctor, a mister? None of the above. (sighs) Of course. I'll just turn this little mister into a little miss. Oh, um... Let me see that. Fill in blank of superhero alias. Blank man. Hera, help me. There's an option for other now. Mr. The Flash and Mr. Green Lantern complained. 
penis size. It's for purchasing cups. Must it really be phrased that way? Batman insists. This form is ridiculous. I should be granted access due to my achievements. I agree. And what are those skills? Touch typing? Proficient in shorthand? I am proficient with a short bow. Any scheduling experience? Practice telephone manner. How should those help protect the world? Well, they'll help you become a very good secretary. Why should I work for these men rather than stand beside them? <laughs> because it's really weird here and I can't take it anymore. Wonder Woman really did only join the Justice Society as a secretary in issue 11. And Batman and Superman were granted honorary membership without even doing anything. Essentially the DC Universe's equivalent of an honorary doctorate. And whilst fighting for equality often feels like an uphill battle, she is now one of DC's most famous characters. But why? Just who is Wonder Woman? And which of her supporting cast members will be joining her on the silver screen? Who, Wonder Woman? She is Diana, Princess of Themyscira. Or Paradise Island. With the secret identity of Diana Prince. Justin Timberlake told her to lose the S of Themyscira. It's cleaner. She is strong. Real strong, bro. She's so swole, you'll think she's allergic to bees and got stung a bunch of times. She could probably out-wrestle 13 werewolf Channing Tatums. And she is fast. She can fly. She's great at armed and unarmed combat. Then there's Steve Trevor. Wonder Woman's primary love interest. And the first man Diana's ever met. Her introduction to man's world. So I'm pretty sure she had plenty of questions, having never met a man when they had primary love interest activities. He used to be two men, Steve and Trevor, who were fused together when the nexus of the multiverse collapsed, and this is why he only has two first names and no surname. False. that is not true. <laughs> Are you sure? Definitely. He's in the US Army and his plane crashes on Paradise Island. As far as meat cuts go, it's one of the more dramatic. Etta Candy is Diana's plucky sidekick and best friend once off Paradise Island. Her name is Etta Candy. Get it? Et. A candy. Because she's fat. Unfortunate name aside, it's not out of place amongst other sidekicks of the time like Harry Butts, Empty Head, and Dick Grayson. Dr. Poison is the villain in the film. In the comics, she plans to contaminate the US Army's water with a kind of mind control drug. She disguises her gender by wearing a hat and a mask so that she can lead a Nazi spy ring because someone who has access to mind control drugs going undercover thinks... I need a hat. And, God forbid, a woman with a mind control drug be respected by her fellow Nazis. No, she still has to go undercover and pretend to be a man to be taken seriously. And finally, we have Hippolyta. She's Wonder Woman's mum! She made Wonder Woman out of clay. Or, on a beach. Or, Diana's dad is Zeus. It changes. She's the queen of an island, and, unlike the queen of an island we're all familiar with, she doesn't own corgis or have a racist husband. That would be impossible. They're not allowed on the island. Who'd be so heartless as to ban corgis? No, not corgis. Men. Oh, well, that's okay. And that is why Steve Trevor crashing onto the island is such a shock. It's why Wonder Woman is called to action, and it is why she is who she is. Why Wonder Woman? Long before Wonder Woman is born, or sculpted, or whatever, the Amazons, led by Hippolyta, are strong and unbeatable. The warrior race of women, made in Hera's name, a shining beacon of what humanity can be. Driven by the resentment of men at the behest of Ares, god of war, or just by his own pompous indulgence, Heracles leads an attack on the Amazons. He's deceptive, underhanded, and manages to place Hippolyta and the other Amazons in chains. 
but they break free of their bonds and escape to a magic island. And there they stay, separated from the corrupt and violent world of men, their society prospering but never interfering in the events beyond the island. So when Steve Trevor's plane crashes, suddenly that peace is disrupted. He brings with him the realisation that outside the island are tumultuous events that they can't ignore. It's World War II, or World War I, or a great powerful evil that must be stopped. Hippolyta knows someone needs to escort Trevor back, stay with him, and fight as a champion. Diana wants to go, but she's forbidden. Hippolyta is a protective mother, and Diana's curfew is still 11pm. So they have a contest to find the most worthy woman. They run, they hunt, they wrestle, they do a lip-sync battle, a juggling contest, all the skills needed to be a superhero. And the eventual winner is Diana, having disguised herself so that she can enter. Hippolyta, having previously been all, you shan't go to the ball, has to relent as Air Cinderella does get to leave in her glass slippers. By which we mean invisible jet. We're very proud of that metaphor. They're both translucent. And so, Wonder Woman is a fish out of water. She doesn't understand this world, but she's been raised in this utopian society of strong, brilliant women, and her decency and honesty compel her to fight for what's right. Where, Wonder Woman? We already said, she's on Themyscira. You must have misheard what was said was... Where, Wonder Woman? No, we heard, where, Wonder Woman? She's on an island. Not where, Wonder Woman. Where, Wonder Woman? As in, what does she wear? Where, Wonder Woman? With an E-A-R. Hello and welcome back to Hokature Heroes, your favourite fashion review of the high flyers and the low-down evildoers. Because no matter if you're a vigilante or a criminal mastermind, no one is above the justice of the fashion police. Before the break, we shared our thoughts in the latest offering from Wasp. She just can't seem to settle on a costume from one week to the next. That woman has more looks than multiple men. Which one? Take your pick. Well, I know for certain that the multiple man of the DC Universe won't be happy to see his nemesis, the Amazonian princess herself, who's up next on our chopping block. Now, I can't help but feel a sense of deja vu with this ensemble from Wonder Woman. The color scheme looks awfully familiar. Has Wonder Woman been using Supergirl's scrap materials? That might explain why there's so little of it. It looks like she's wrapped a star-spangled banner around herself and tied it with an eagle belt. Who can blame her for wanting to blend in, though? Otherwise, Ice would be at the Justice League's door, arresting her for sneaking across the border in her invisible jet. Let's talk accessories. Those cuffs may be able to deflect bullets, but they have an even tougher job trying to deflect the eye away from those dated boots. But that sharp-edged tiara must come in handy for slicing the heads off one's enemies and also means she's never without a travel razor. With the amount of leg on show, we can be certain she's using it and maintaining those modern beauty standards of hairlessness. Give the rest of us a chance, girl! And finally, the lasso of truth. The truth is, if you don't want to look like a rodeo clown, leave the freaking lasso at home. Plus, I have always found that a sword to the throat induces just as much truth-telling. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Hokature Heroes. Join us next week when we tackle the biggest dilemma for female heroes and villains. Breastplates. Form over function.
Well, that's enough to cover Wonder Woman 101. And to see you through the movie. But there's a wealth of material in the comics that we haven't even touched on. And some of it is truly incredible. Start reading Wonder Woman and you'll be treated to Wonder Woman fighting Medusa. Fighting the God of War. Becoming the God of War. Fighting renegade Amazons. Nazis stealing milk. Giant kangaroos jumping into space. Fighting a fecking dragon. Fighting renegade Amazons. Again. Fighting Batman. Teaming up with a teenage version of herself. And a toddler version of herself. Chilling with some undercover gorillas. Who are potentially undercover as renegade Amazons. Maybe. I haven't actually read it. And if at first it doesn't make sense, just remember. That's comics. This episode of Comic Book Classroom was written by Michael Eckert and Amy Garvey and is produced by Robin Harmon. The music was written and performed by The Sheridans. New episodes are released monthly and you can subscribe to them on Apple Podcasts or your podcast supplier of choice. For more information and to see what we're up to, you can find us on Twitter at Comic Book Class, on Instagram as Comic Book underscore Classroom, and you can email us at classroomcomicbook at gmail.com.